Good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, the State of Origin Game 2 edition of the In The Clear NRL podcast. I'm Connor Hickey, and I have with me Paul Roberts. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good. Back, Paul, you're back. We missed yeah, you last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yep, yep. Filled in capably by Andrew McMurtry, um, and we've also got Chris Wallace. Hey, Connor. Great to be here again. Origin Day. Exactly. Yeah. So we're recording this on Wednesday morning, um, so we're just going to talk Origin um, this morning, and quickly we'll just give our tips for the NRL games as well. Um, but we'll get straight into the origin. Um, who wants to go first? Paul? Chris? Oh, um, Where do you think the game's going to be won? I think the game's going to be won straight through the middle, and like, and like all big games are. I think to, it's, 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 New South Wales are going to... I hope they're going to try and replicate what they did in game one. Queensland will try and slow the game down. They'll do everything they can to try and get the upper hand. It's, it's, it's the old ANZ versus Suncorp. You know, I don't know why, but you know, I was driving up here today. It's a clear, sunny day outside. But somehow tonight, the ANZ surface will be slippery and wet. I'll try and condense the field down. It'll be a dour struggle, and you know, it's not going to be. It's not going to be like game one, unfortunately. I think it's going to be a tight game, a couple of tries in it. But I think, I think it'll be one. It's going to be one. Queensland are going to try and they've obviously picked Valentine Holmes and Slater to try and target. You know, New South Wales big forwards through the middle, and um, I think why it could work. While it could work, but potential. I don't know. I don't think Gavin Cooper and Jared Wallace are the, are the type of forwards that can they're going to. Scan New South Wales. I think they're going to be primed for another big game, the Blues pack, and I think um, they'll get them over the advantage line. I think they've got too many points in them. Tedesco at the back is um, was outstanding in game one. I expect they have a similar type impact in game two. What do you reckon, Paul? I, I did hear, guys, um, you talk about the um, slippery surface. I did hear this morning uh, Freddie Fittler saying that um, there's a bit more wind about tonight, and I was expecting a bit more wind to dry the, dry the surface out. Um, but on with you, I think that's um, another furphy um, by the by the Blues just to, just to put the guys um, from north on edge. I expect it to be exactly the same. I expect it to be slippery, dew on the ground. Um, it'll be a tight tussle because remember game one, the deciding point of mo- or moment in, in that game was probably the try just before half time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We, now, without that try, it would have been that traditional, um, really tight one try a piece type of thing going into the second, you know, going into the second half. I expect it to be about that tonight, and I expect it to be won again in the second half. Um, but I agree, I think um, we need to go through the forts. And a lot has been talked about for feeder. Um, but how good were, and I'll say this, I'm not a great fan. I haven't been in the past. Woods. Woods is always and, good. And, I, yeah, I don't yeah, understand I know why people I know, hate him. Like, but he's a good just player. Just hear me out. I tell you who was good and hasn't got a lot of airplay. You guys, I'm sure, will agree. Clemmer coming off the bench was massive. Fantastic. And, yeah. and, and, and Absolutely, and Jake um, and, well. he was and Wayne Graham. Yep, the, yeah, All that that entire back row set for us, and Ford set coming off the bench were were fantastic. I expect us to do that again, and I think that's where we'll win it, and we'll hold on and and beat them by a try. Um, we'll give our predictions later in the in the, in the in the game. But um, Connor, your thoughts? Where do you think it will be won? Yeah, look, I think if New South Wales is on top in the first 20 minutes, I think they'll go on and win it. Queensland, like if Queensland get an early break, though, they'll, they'll definitely win. Like this team, as everybody in rugby league has said, is, is much different from the one that they picked in game one. Um, there are definitely a lot more match winners in this team. 
not necessarily in the forwards, but in the backs. But when you've got backs, the quality of, of Thurston and, and Kronk and, and Slater, that sort of doesn't matter as much. Um, they can perhaps make up for a, a little bit of a, a disadvantage in the forwards, if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, I, I think if New South Wales is on top early, um, they should be able to go on and win it because they do have a very good team. It's, be, it's a much better team than what they've picked in past years. It's dangerous all over the park. Um, I don't think there's any real weaknesses in there. Um, maybe Hayne down the... Apparently he's, he's not, not as strong defensively, um, probably because he doesn't play a lot of centre, but really he's probably the only weakness in the team. Um, and attacking-wise, it's a great team. I think Tedesco at the back there as well, he... Um, he gives a little bit that fullbacks have been lacking, I think, for New South Wales for a while. When Hayne played fullback, he was a great fullback, um, but he, he often likes to, to run it himself and I think probably butchered a few backline opportunities um, with his no look pa- his trademark no-look pass. Um, and Tedesco doesn't do that. He, he picks the right guy most of the time, so um, I like him at the back as well. What I do like about this Queensland team is their bench this time around. Like they've obviously picked Papali and Cohen Hess to provide that impact to combat clamour and those guys coming on. So that's where I think they're, they're much improved. I, I'm, I'm concerned that for, from a Queensland point of view, Darius Boyd in the centres. Never, you know, yeah. not at the top grade. I, I'm, there's, uh, Haynes going to be targeted for... Queensland did, did a good job in the opening but half yeah, exposing Haynes. But we just got... Yeah, I think that both of those edges are going to be targeted defensively. But do again, we know if he's going to play on Thurston's side? Because that would be a real real problem. Well, again, that's the thing. Thurston, the return of Thurston Slater is awesome. Yeah, they'll get a big boost out of everything, but expect them to run a whole heap of traffic at Thurston. You've been reading my notes, guys. Um, well, I've just got Boyd. I've got a, a, an arrow from Boyd to Gagai. I think Gagai will play in the centres. Mm. I think Boyd will play on the wing. Um, he's played there with such success. He's got a great combination with Slater and Thurston on that edge. Um, and they score so many tries down that edge. So I, I would think that Gagai will come in because he can defend. Um, he's tenacious. So I don't know if Boyd will, is up to 80 minutes of, yeah. of, of fending off our big back line. There might so, be a case that they interchange throughout the game because Gagai was so good bringing the ball back. Yeah, so, well, that's why they want Holmes in as well. And, so and, they and, and you, they, they've played there. They know what they're going to do. They've played, they've showed their hand. They're going to go through the middle with the, with the you know, quick feet, the fast backs from the middle and try and catch us out with their big forward pack. But again, I, I think New South Wales got on top with their offloading through the middle. I think they're offloading foot speed. Queensland weren't able to get numbers in the tackle. So if they'll try and do that again, New South Wales, if Queensland can stop that, that's their best chance to slow us down in the ruck. I also like the way um, New South Wales uses their bench. They start with three genuine prop forwards. Maybe Tyson Frizzell, you could argue whether he's a prop forward or not, but he, he, he does the job well. But then they bring on um, Clemmer, who's, who's big, and they shift, um, shift Josh Jackson into the back row, uh, into number 13. They bring in Trebojevic, who's not as big of a prop. Like, he's... he's for a prop, you know, like he obviously he plays front row, he's big, but he's not as big as a guy like Clemmer or Woods, and he's, he's actually, you know, quite fast. So I like the way they use their bench, and they get a few smaller blokes in there in the middle, so that in the stages of the game where fatigue's playing a factor, they don't have big guys out on their feet for the entire game. Yeah, guys like Aaron Woods and, um, and Fafita, who, you know, probably get found out a little bit, 
um, given that they're, they're much bigger human beings. Yeah. Well, those guys, Wade Graham, Trevojevic, especially, they're 80-minute players for their club team. So for them to come on after 20 or 25 minutes... Yeah, it's fine, yeah. Even though the game's faster, they know that you know, they play 15 minutes to break. They'll, those two play big minutes in the opening game. They'll do the same That's thing. That's usually what they, I've, New South Wales has done, I've found in the past. Like Woods, Woods usually think it's about, I'd say, 35 minutes a game, which is weird considering he's probably one of the best players for them. But yeah, they, they bring him on for probably the first 25 and then they seem to bring him on for the last 10, 15. And the rest of the time, it's, it's the bench players get quite a lot of time. Yeah, I, I think the other person off the bench, Jack Bird, I, I think if it's tight, I can see him making a heck of a difference late in the game in the last 20. Um, Where do you think they're playing for? Where do you think? That's uh, interesting. I don't, it, I don't know, mm. and and I think I don't think Laurie knows. I think they'll wait and see how the game pans out. But you get the feeling that if it's tight, to have somebody like him come on in the 60th minute somewhere, um, it'll make a difference. Yeah, because I, I think they said they, they're going to give him not the standard 10 minutes. They're going to give him proper game time. I heard. So I mean, yeah, they were hooking do They hooked Dugan in game one. Um, to give him in the sentence before Mitchell Pearce got injured. That's how he got his extra game time. But it'd be oh, yeah. interesting, it'd be interesting if they do that plan, again. A planned move. Because, I mean, they, they sort of said that Dukes was, wasn't match fit. Yeah. Because he, he'd been coming back from injury. So that that's why Jack Bird came on. And then, obviously, the, the injury happened. I wonder if that was a planned move or um, they just thought, Dukes is out on his feet, he's got to come off, and we've got a centre plug him in there so I mean because Bert could probably play anywhere in the back line if he, if he had to in a pinch um, well, so to be honest on form Bert should be ahead there ahead of Dugan like, I don't know that's yeah, in my he, opinion he should that's, that, that's, a, that's, that's what I would think but I, I think Bert's that could have a utility player that they yeah well, why would you Dugan. mess with it yeah, yeah. Uh, Dugan's Dugan's good enough like is he the you know, is he's he's the a lot of special, you know, big body in the centre. Is he the absolute greatest option? Maybe not, but I mean, you know, he's, he'll do a fine job. He'll do a good job. Once again, he'll go down injured at some stage, as we That's always does, predict. Yeah. That's what he does, and Bird will be he's there. Got, he's got a slender make frame. A like he's a tall, he's a tall and skinny guy. Like I mean, I know a lot of most of them are skinny but Dugan's frame is particularly slight I, 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 like, I think that's why he gets hurt so often well and the way he runs too he's, he's very angular when he runs and, and he's always trying to beat a tackle so and always pushes through and makes every metre so yeah look I, I think um, yeah I'll be interested to see how it pans out but um, what do you think about the wrestling guys it's been the talk of the town all week it's um, I don't care Kevy's been all into it Laurie's been saying not us sir and um, oh, what, did we see a headline on the fans? SMH this morning by the, just quickly Kevin Walters is unhappy that New South Wales are trying to influence the referees like come yeah. on mate yeah <laughs> I think it's yeah it's, old, it's the Tim Glasby yeah? is that, I've never seen someone pick before you know for the number one job is to wrestle someone like that's just it seems strange, and it's, I think it's all a combination of things. I think it's a surface, I think it's the referees, I think it's a wrestle, it's a quick play of the balls. But I just hope the referees keep the if the referees keep the whistle out of their mouths and just let the game flow. I, yeah. think, they'll, I think they'll take the rest. I think they'll take that side of the game out of it. Hopefully, and we didn't talk about the referees in game one. I don't know why it's such an issue on the even game two because New South Wales are worried that they're going to wrestle them out of the game because if because well, they didn't blow, they didn't blow penalties in game one, right? So I think Queensland will say they didn't they're blow just penalties. Like teams do it, which is that's the that's the the. I think in the past when New South Wales has gone up, particularly to Queensland, I've said it a lot, there's a lot of penalties which really probably shouldn't have been given, I, I think. And probably the only reason they got it is because the, the Queensland um, vocal crowd was booing quite loudly. <clears throat> and fair enough, they bought the team a penalty and stuff, but 
when you know in in a big game like this, really, where penalties do you know, change the course of a game and can quite you know quite dramatically change the course of a game. Like it, I, I I really liked what happened in game one where they just put the whistle away and both both teams were that's the thing with with footy. Both teams are doing it, you know, and it's just in the past as a New South Welshman, I've felt that. Uh, Queensland have got away with it a bit more than New South Wales did. The problem is, if you let both teams get away with it, Cameron Smith's the best in the business. Like he he will do. Well, that, was, that was my point He will do it better than anyone. So they, that's what I think the concern is. The concern is that game one there was no penalties. So in game two, they're just going to let. They, if there's no penalties again, Cameron Smith and Tim Glasby, his sidekick, will just slow the ruck down ridiculously slow. I don't mind that because New South Wales can do that too. It's not like New, no, but it's Cameron not like New South Wales players can't wrestle. Like I'm but sure. But that's our that's that, that's our best chance. You know, that's how we won game one. That's why he's so concerned. If we don't get a fast ruck, if we don't get the flow on through the ruck, if the game's slowed down, it just brings Queensland right in the game. So that's why that's what the concern is. I, I think the wrestling is a far bigger issue than just wrestling, and we're sitting here with our blues gear on here at Richmond um, in northwest Sydney. Um, that wrestling to me makes me think that um, what we've been complaining about for 10 or 12 years now. And Queensland, Kevy are sounding like New South Wales. They are sounding nervous. And they are raising things outside of the game that need to be raised. Well, Mal never had to do it, did he? It, no, that's right. That's right. But we did. So... Every time this wrestling this week has been raised has put a smile on my damn face because it means they are nervous. And if they're not concentrating fully on the 80 minutes, that's terrific. So I'm thinking advantage us. I, I, I look at the Queensland team, you know, take the wrestling aside. You look at Billy Slater, who's you know, had the best, the best part of two years out of the game coming back. You've got Valentin Holmes, a fullback playing the wing. You've got Boyd, on the, a, wing, a fullback playing the centres. You've got Thurston on a dodgy shoulder. You've got Cooper Cronk, who's half thinking about retirement. Yeah, Gavin Cooper, you know, you've got to, if they pick the bodyguard for Thurston, essentially. Like, that's... Cooper's a good player. I, yeah, I think he's fine. but he's... he's I think he, he's, he's been unlucky, probably, to, to not play more games for Queensland. I think in the past he has, team. but this year, I think his form has been way down. I think they've just picked him solely for his combination with Thurston, but I... I think they also picked him so they could move Papali to prop. Well, Papali's on the... Yeah, because so, I mean, they're a bit short of front rowers. That's what I mean. I just don't think they've got the size or the, you know, they can pick all the, the quick guys they want, but in the end, I don't think their forwards are up to the task to stop us. And we, and we need to win this one, guys. We said it before. Oh, yeah. Going back to up north um, for game three with, with Thurston. The farewell games. The fair, farewell games with Cronk, probably. Um, definitely Thurston. So we need to win it. I think the desire should be there. The, the motivation certainly should be there. So... Yeah, I think we win. Um, what, what about what? What do we watch out for? What, what What are your sort of mini predictions within the game? Within the game, well, it's the same one I had last last time. That that Queensland backline move. Look for it as soon as they get a penalty or an attacking set. Look for it. It'll be on the third tackle, I reckon, and it actually might work with Billy Slater playing fullback. Yeah, I'm really I'm really keen to to watch that for New South Wales offloads early on in the game. I think. That's it's something that's you know goes unnoticed by a lot of people. But if you if people like Woods and Vafida, they they will just if they if they can pop a few offloads away, I think it'd be a go a long way for New South Wales. I mean, it might not sound like it an over and you know an over you know big play, but once they offload and force Queensland to make back to back tackles and not allow people to get in the ruck, I think you need to watch out for offloads early on in the game from New South Wales. And you need to watch out for Mitchell Pearce's kicking game. I think that's going to be a vital part if we're going to win the game. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I think three predictions, and you'll know if they've happened within the first five minutes. One, Cameron Smith will kick for a 40-20 early yeah. and, and try for a 40-20. Two, Pierce's kicking game will be different. It won't be down the throat of a Valentine Holmes like it was at Corey Oates. Um, if he does, watch out yeah, we're in big because we're, we are in big trouble. And three, Queensland will try to niggle for Fita. And in that first 20 minutes, you're dead right, Connor. Penalties not only can, can change a game by two points, they can change a game by a try and that whole momentum. And we could have the Maroons camped in the Blues quarter for 5, 10, 15 minutes of the, that first half if we give away an errant uh, penalty. And just I'm um, asking Andrew, pleading with Andrew, don't crack, buddy. Don't because take the bait. they will niggle you. So watch out for those three things tonight. Do you think um, New South Wales can win if they go behind tonight? Depends. Like, are we talking two points or? No, or I'm talking about if Queensland score the first try. If uh, Queensland score the first try, I think any more than one try, probably not. Yeah. I think one try they could they could get it back, but if if it's if it's sort of like ten points, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think it makes a start so important because I think I think if New South Wales get ahead, I think we win. I think Queensland, with all their experience. I think they can grind us into the green if they score first. I think that first 20 minutes is absolutely vital in all aspects of the game. I think points, points is the kicker on top of everything. But if Queensland get points early, I think, um, yeah, it'll be hard for us to come back. Yeah, I think we can. I think it's about the half-time break. I think if, if we go behind six or eight in the first 20 for whatever reason, a penalty goal and a converted try... Um, as long as we're within a try or so by half-time back again, I think we've got the, the impetus and I think we've got the skills skill set to score tries in that second half. So It'll just be a, a matter of whether there's panic sets in. Well... Because, I mean, that's, that's, you know, part of it's Queensland's so good in, in grinding out wins, but also New South Wales just panicked because in the past they just haven't been able to score points. So, I mean... It, yeah, Laurie Day is confident they've got enough points, and that's the thing. Yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping that you know they back themselves, and it'd be great if Queensland go ahead early and Mr. Lawson come back and get that momentum throughout the either side of half time. And it's a shine of a good team if you can go behind. Yeah, you know, in game one they're never never behind, but I'm hoping that they can uh, go yeah get in front early and just kick home early. Well, I think they can come back if they do fall behind. I think if Queensland, however, fall behind by a try or six or eight points, I think they'll panic and they'll try to push it. And although all that experience says they shouldn't, I think one game behind, you start pushing the passes in that second 40. So um, I think I expect them to see um, some panic in the ranks if they do fall behind. Yeah, and it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see because obviously you've got all the experience back and they'll get the lift from Slater and Thurston when you're back. But then guys like Napa, Wallace, Glasby, yeah, they, these guys haven't been in Origin Cauldron before. So it'll be interesting to see in New South, a game in New South Wales how they find... Playing in New South Wales number one, but also feeling the pressure of you know protecting Thurston and Cronk defensively and trying to co- while at the same time combat the, the the New South Wales big bodies. So yeah, I think it's um, I think it's you know I, I thought game one were an out and out certainties, but I'm I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, <clears throat> Chris, you and I actually made some predictions last week on the on the podcast. I yeah. think I said it'd be sixteen eight. If I memory serves me right, and Mitchell Pearce would be man of the match yeah. if, if the Blues win. Uh, I can't remember what you said, but I can't remember. But I'm, 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 I'm just make another one. Yeah, <laughs> well, let's go make another one because I think a lot's changed in a week. Um, 
Not really, but we picked up before the teams were... Did we pick did we have the teams? I, think, I think we knew the teams, but we've um, got a bit more certainty about where they're actually going to be playing. Yeah, I, I think New South Wales would probably... I'm hoping they can get to 16 points. I'm, hoping, I'm going to say, say 16-8 for oh, New South Wales win. Yeah, the same score. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm hoping. Yeah, I reckon it'll be something similar Are you to say that. Mitchell Pearce will be man. No, match. I'm going to go James Tedesco. I think James Tedesco was besides the feeder, James Tedesco was really close to me in the match last time. I think Tedesco's had two Origin games. Um, I'm not sure if he got me in the match in game three last year, but it was awesome last last game three. He ran over 200 meters both games. I'm pick, picking Tedesco for another big game. And man, the match for me. Similar, similar. Um, we're all going that under 31.5 type of scoreline um, points scored. I'm going New South Wales, 18-8. Okay. Um, and I'm going to pick the captain as man of the match. Boyd Cordner has been outstanding this year. And um, John Cartwright was talking this morning about how impressed he was uh, of, as the man, of the man, um, that Boyd Cordner's words, he's a softly spoken fellow, um, but his words mean so much, and his actions obviously to back those up. But I'm expecting a massive game from him, both in defence and attack. Um, I think he'll also be holding that shield at the end of the game. So, or won't be theoretically <laughs> holding the shield at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't give it to you uh, until the, the no, end. Of the no, another which crazy, ridic- which is actually ridiculous. Another crazy thing. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. so we're all New South Wales 16-8, and And is that right, Connie? You're yeah, you're so, still yeah. 16-8, and you're a, you're a Mitch Pierce. Yeah, he's um. Yeah, he's he's had some troubles. I actually saw a funny thing just just while we're on that. Um, Darren Lockyer in his first sixteen games only had six Origin wins, and Pierce in his first sixteens only had five. So that's that. I don't know. It's an interesting little stat that uh, I think the NRL put out yesterday um, that I saw. So I don't know. Maybe this is a sign of better things to come for for Pierce. Let's hope so. He's been the whipping boy for so long, unfairly. Yeah. Well, it's a start. It's, uh, yeah, I think a little bit unfairly, but uh, you know, he he was in some pretty bad teams as well. Yeah. Well, they talked. Is, is the dynasty over tonight? We'll soon see. But yeah, if Queensland lose tonight, you know, they they lose Thurston and Cronk, and you know, I don't know. It, tonight could be the night that it all ends for us, hopefully, and. Um, we start to get, you know, some normality back to origin. We can sleep better. Yeah. Um, On to round 16. Yeah, round 16 very quickly. Um, Warriors, Bulldogs. Jeez, this is a game I'm not going to be watching. <laughs> um, uh, look, like Bulldogs, I think they... they Did they have a buyer last? I can't even remember. The Bulldogs are just such a not, um, not very impressive team to watch. Yeah, so you're who are you going for after all that? No, Bulldogs, but I mean, Bulldogs, like, yeah. just you can't tip the Warriors. You can't tip them for anything. I'm tipping the Warriors. I'm oh, being the Warriors. Come on, Mount Smart, the Warriors. Although, although the Bulldogs have a good record in New Zealand traditionally, they but do, they, they do, do take they do have a good record. Uh, four and for all intents and purposes, out I hear, so that's going to make it a bit oh, difficult. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, but um. I think the Warriors have turned a corner. They had a big win against the Gold Coast last time out. Uh, RTS is looking back to his, some of his best form. I assume Josh Jackson, you know, he might back up in Clemmer. You know, it's only 48 hours across the ditch as well. That, that'll be a tough turnaround for those two guys. Um, I, I like the Warriors. I've, I can't believe that. I've just put a line on my page through the Warriors, meaning I will never back them again. Um, Josh Reynolds is back. Um, I think it'll give a bit more stability, a bit more mongrel as well, um, and maybe some more points in in an unusual game because Warriors games are forever scrappy. Mm. Um, I expect that 
I think the dogs will win. They do have a good record over in uh, the Shaky Isles. Uh, next game, so that's the that's the Friday, first Friday night game. Second Friday night game, Tigers v uh, Titans. Origin um, cons- or Brisbane conspiracy theorists note that Brisbane's also not playing on Friday night again. Isn't that yeah. um, that's Damn, convenient? Spooky, isn't it? <laughs> they're at um, they're um, at Jared Haynes' house, the yeah, Campbell's yeah. from last year. Um, I'm definitely going to Titans. I d- there's nothing about the Tigers that inspires me to tip them. Oh, yeah, but that was so good last week, the Tigers. How they didn't win last week, I'll never know against the Sharks. They put in a big effort, but with a young team and yeah, changing all the time, it's hard to put in back-to-back efforts. And I think the Titans will be seeding from that loss at home last week, last time out. If, if It depends on who backs up. If Wallace does back up, you know, if if Wallace and Hay and those guys back up... I, I, I yeah, we're assuming them. all the players that play Origin I are going to back up. Yeah, I can see them nodging a, a win, but you know, on a cold Friday night at Campbelltown, it wouldn't surprise me if the Tigers um, spring an upset, but I'll, I'll tip the Titans in a close one. <laughs> I'm going the other way, guys. Yeah. Tigers. Um, I can't see a happy homecoming again for Jared, so... I mean, how good is it Tedesco v Hayne, the fullbacks? That, that'll be a terrific battle. Um, not that they'll come up against each other, but Jesus, there's, there's some good footy in there. Um, look, Suli and Sue, Elijah Taylor's been playing really well for the Tigers. I just think Lola here and Brooks together for another week. I, I just think they might squeak out a win. So go the Tigers. Uh, all right, Saturday afternoon up at Townsville, the Cowboys taking on the Panthers. Uh, I think I might go the Panthers. Bit of an upset. Um, the Cowboys have got a few troops back now, but um, I, I like the way the, the Panthers are playing. Yeah. They're just they're coming off the bye as well. Oh. Yeah, I've got the Panthers as well, mate. Um, I just think from memory they've got an okay record up there. I think Moylan in at six still with Cleary. Yeah, it's really changed things up for them, hasn't they're, it? Yeah, they they look a much more settled um, team and much more dangerous team. Um, uh, Campbell Gillard and Yo have been going really well up front um, in, in the pack there. Um, Mansour's back for another week. Um, Team Fares there. I just think, um, and I've got a question mark of Thurston. How will he back up after Origin? Well, yeah. We don't know, but um, I'm just thinking the Panthers might nab him and continue to climb their way up the table. Yeah, I think it's um, it's JT's 300th game and Gavin Cooper's 250th game. So I think oh, they'll really? be they'll be prime if they if they get through a celebration game. I think the Cowboys will be. Yeah. Um, I'm going the Cowboys. I like a big shout out to Mitch Rain because he spent a lot of time in reserve grade this year and he's taken his opportunity with Penrith and he's really found a home. Um, with Wallace being injured, he's given them great speed out of the ruck, and I think that's suited Penrith down to a T. I like that Penrith have been playing good football, albeit against you know not strong opposition. I think they'll come up. Um, the Cowboys were brave last week without their stars. If Thurston gets run skate and plays, I'm tipping Cowboys just. Hmm. Oh, yo, so the next game is the Raiders v the Broncos. Oh, the Broncos conveniently playing on on Saturday afternoon. Um, I'm going to go the Raiders. I know they've had two bad weeks in a row but the bye came at the right time for them they've got all their troops back including Kurt Baptiste as well um, I missed their um, game against the, the Panthers where they, they gave gave up two tries in the space of about asleep. 90 seconds yeah. um, I, and I'm, I'm glad I missed it because that would have been a tough one to watch but uh, yeah look the Raiders were unlucky not to, to beat Brisbane earlier in the year as well up in Brisbane I think there was a field goal in it if I remember rightly but it was a close game um, Broncos uh, Ben Hunt's going to come off the bench as well they've got Benji Marshall and Cody Nicarima starting in the halves 
Um, yeah, look, I, I'm going to go the Raiders, but um, the Raiders have made me rue that decision many times in the past. Yeah, I, no Milford for Broncos, a big one. The Milf out is... Um, they traditionally haven't been good backing up in recent times. The Brisbane, you know, coming through this origin period. Um, it'll be interesting to see... Um, Friday's response after being dropped from Origin, um, he'll be out for a big game against you know some of the, some of these big forwards from Canberra. It's hard to run a line through Canberra. Who knows? I, they probably should have won five or six games this year that they probably. Yeah, I mean, a lot of Raiders fans were very annoyed about about what happened two weeks ago. But you look at their season. There's there's about six. Yeah, Dad said about six games that they really could have won and lost by a, a try or less. And it's usually only about two points. So, I mean, they, they could be easily in the top three or four. Yeah, the problem is that, that starts becoming a habit. Yeah. Anyway. Whether that's a habit, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. I, I'm i going to go Canberra. is playing outstanding. I, I think it's going to be a tight game. But I think through the forwards, physically, um, you know, Gillette and Maguire provide so much for, for Brisbane that it's going to be hard on a cold Saturday night to back up, I think, after a couple of days after Origin. I think um, Campbell have got too much firepower in the forwards. Just. Yeah, I think um, I've underlined the spine. Well, the spine with Blake Austin, actually. So White and Austin, Hodgson and Whitehead. Um, geez, there's, there's some good, impressive players through there um, with Caesar. I'm just... How much has um, Joe Leilua dropped the ball with oh, Sammy? Yeah. You know, he's he, dropped, he's off. dropped off, hasn't he? What's happening I, there? I think he's... Um, He's a confidence player, and if, as soon as he gets uh, some confidence down, it's funny because he's got Rapana next to him who's so consistent and it's been so outstanding that you'd think all he's got to do is just stick around. He had a better game last time out, but his form has dropped off dramatically. Yeah. Look, I, even with that, I see the Raiders do have too much strike power, which sounds odd when you're talking the Bronx, but I, I don't know about Marshall and Nicarima. I, I see Ben Hunt's been, been included. He might played be a late, okay. Late change as yeah, well, I, but... I expect him. He played okay with the Ipswich Jets. Um, I, I think he might play in the starting lineup, but I still don't think um, they're good enough on a cold and blustery, possibly night in in good old Canberra. Go the Raiders. Um, so the next game is Saturday night. So it's down at Adelaide Oval. There you go. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know they were taking that down there. Um, Sydney Roosters, Melbourne Storm. Adelaide's been um, given a treat. That's going to be a cracker game. There'll probably be about 2,000 people turn up. No, uh, get away kind of coat. Oh, they love a good footy game. I, I, um, I was born in Adelaide, guys, and I, I've got a lot of family down there, and they honestly couldn't tell you what a rugby league ball looks like. They have no idea what rugby league is. They don't know the difference between rugby and rugby league. They honestly probably just prefer that this whole thing that we've got going on didn't exist, and we could just all follow Aussie rules footy. Come on, the Rams were a great success yeah, down yeah, there. Yeah. And did you switch the light off in Adelaide before you left? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm disappointed this game is during Origin period. It's going to be a cra- oh, I think it's going to be a game. This is yeah. the joke of Origin, yeah. around Origin anyway. Not of Origin, but the indirect result. These, yeah. This 1v2 should be the best game or one of the season. And we go to Adelaide with potentially, you know, who, who knows who's going to back up here. It's a joke. Yeah. Why would you take a Melbourne team to Adelaide as well? Like I, I get taking a Sydney team because there's so there's so many of them, but they're, they're, not, they're not just crowd. They want to pull a crowd. South Australians are they're not fond of, of rugby. They're definitely not fond of Victorians either. Like uh, that's a, that's a weird one. But anyway, yeah, Adelaide. If you if you somehow a listener from Adelaide, you should get down because it's going to be one of the best games sort of um, of the season, providing all the Origin players back up. I'll go. Um, I'll go to Storm. 
But um, yeah, Roosters maybe could spring an upset, but I, I like the Storm. I think they'll go through. Yeah, Storm with no confidence whatsoever. Um, you know, Cordner backed up last time after the last Origin had a had a storming game against. Um, who did he play against the Bronx, Broncos. I think? Yeah. Um, can he do it again? Geez, there's a lot of pressure on that. Um, I'll just say the Storm with no conviction. Yeah, I, I don't know. Flick of the coin job. I, I, I'm, I might have gave the Daily Double. If Pierce wins on Origin on Wednesday, I think they'll he'll back up. But if Cronk wins on Wednesday, I think they'll, I think they'll win. I, I think the Roosters, are playing with, the, the Roosters are playing the type of footy that can trouble Melbourne. They'll, they'll move the ball around. Um, Forward-wise, it's going to be a great battle through the middle. Um, Melbourne were gutsy last week, and you know Brody Croft. You know they found a replacement for Cronk already. Was outstanding, but I think if they, it depends on who backs up. Obviously, it's, it's hard to tell, but I think I, I'm going to go the Roosters in a in a tight one, um, considering considering Boyd Cordner if he can get through Origin, I think he'll lead them to victory. Then we got uh, Sunday afternoon Dragons taking on the Knights. Um, you'd have to tip the Dragons, but I think they've lost two in the trot. And have no Jack DeBellum just suspended last night. Haven't, That's haven't a big very, haven't looked very good uh, in those losses either. Haven't looked like coming close to winning. Oh, let me have a crack at yeah, those Dragons. Um, they have been woeful. They've been Dragons 2016 um, in the last five, six weeks, pretty much since Anzac Day. Um, they've been trying to push passes. And no better example than... Um, than my old mate Tim Laffey in the centres, who is has, I think, the highest amount of um, offloads in the competition, but he, he would have 100 more if um, those 100 had have stuck. And every time he tries to push an offload, puts us in a deep hole for the next six and often the next five or ten minutes. So yeah, that's Joey Lee Lewis, the same thing. Exactly. So we need to go back to what St George are good at, go back through the forwards, no frills football, go forward before we go wide. We've been going far too wide, too early, too often, and if we do, our pants will be pulled down by the Knights and we could potentially be the worst team in the competition by the end of the year. Um, if we oh, do if we if we do yeah. if we do lose this one, we potentially could eventually drop out of the eight. This is a big game for us. And we need to because we've also got the Knights up in Knightsville. Um, towards the end of the season and it'll be an old boys game as it normally is against St George mm-hmm. and they really come up for that so I don't expect to get the two for that we need the two against the Knights go through the forwards boys come on Mary yes. go, through the, go through the middle our photographer on Monday Chris Lane said what's going on with the Dragons I think the team just starting to work out that they do go through the forwards in the last two weeks Bulldogs and Parramatta have shortened their lineup. so I think that's a big thing that they've everyone's shortened their lineup to try and combat their strength through the middle, and it's forced them to go around and pull, and push passes, but it just hasn't been working. And they're just you know, before the start of the season, we thought their attack was going to be a problem, and they combated that by you know playing through the middle offloads. But I think teams are starting to conjure on that that's their that's their strength, and they need everyone firing at the one time. You know, Widdop's been a bit down the last couple of weeks, although he did score a couple of tries a couple of weeks ago, but. I think he hasn't come back the way he has, and they they really missed Dugan and Frizzell last week. So I think they need them to back up to be fully fit. I know um, Frizzell's actually named on the reserves. He's number nineteen. So I yeah, guess they, they, they did that him, last time. Yeah, they're going to give him a break. But I suppose with Debellin out, he'd probably just move into the. Debellin's been a massive player for the Dragons. He's been really good. And Joel Thompson's carrying his. He needs surgery at the end of the year, so he's a bit injured. Um, St George is starting to come to an end of a run. It's whether they drop off completely off the porch or they can plateau out and try and... Yeah, they, they do have... I think they've got the easiest draw in the comp heading in. They played Knights twice, as you said, Paul. But I think... 
I think at home, I think you're right. I think they, it's a game they have to win. I think they'll be putting a lot of effort into this game. Although, Dan, Newcastle, I'm a big fan of Denny Levi. He's a, he had a dummy half. He'll keep St. George honest around the ruck. Um, but I think, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that's for St. George's sake they can win. Because as you said, Paul, I think if they, don't win, if they can't win a game at home against Newcastle, their top eight prospects are looking They're dying. looking grim. And you're yeah. right, um, Widdop's been below average, but I think it's because they've just been pushing him as, here you go, Gareth, over to you, mate. And his kicking game has been below par big time in the last few weeks. Well, he was covering for McCrone. Like, he, he's all these good former sort of masking Josh McCrone's deficiencies at seven. You remember they lost at halfback in the you know in the preseason. So yeah, yeah. it's it's you know it's a whole. I mean, as soon as one thing goes wrong, it just it's flow and effect. This needs to be the, the game they a stopper for. All right, final game of the round is the Sharks taking on the Seagulls. This this will be a good one. Um, probably if, if not for the the. The Roosters in the Storm. This would be the game of the round for my... If I had to make a pick. Um, I'll go Sharks, but Seagulls definitely could, could spring an upset. They've been playing very well recently. Oh, Sharks, how lucky. I just can't believe they do it every week, the Sharks. We've said Canberra's been six games they probably should have won. Cronulla's had six games where they should have lost. It's been... It's amazing with how they do it every week. They, they fall behind at half-time. And they just seem to grind out wins. They've got a lot of experience in the Sharks team. I think that, that it's, it's confidence. That's all yeah. it is. It's just it's experience and confidence. Well, it's just knowing, knowing that, like, if you don't need to panic, like, we'll get back into it. They've, and they've just got the players that they know they can turn to, you know, Fafita and those likes. If they if they go, on. I've been really impressed with Manly this year. They've been the surprise packet, hands down, for me. Um, they were, they've had two weeks to prepare for this game, coming from a bye. And I like that. I like, I'm going to tip Manly um, in a tight one in, down the Shire. Yeah, having grown up in Cronulla, there's a lot of hatred in that Battle of the Beaches, mm. um, and always has been since '73 and '78 Grand Finals. Um, but there's a lot of hatred towards the Shire as well from north of the border. So they they lift when they play Cronulla, and they've they've won 13 of the last 15 games against Cronulla. Wow. I think. Manly will do it again and um, and get the two at Shark Park. So be a good game. That'd right, be a big Connor. deal It'd for a, if Manly got the the two against the Sharks. They could and the Dragons keep losing. They could dead set maybe push into the top four. They by could the end of the season. They could and and perhaps would would deserve it. So yeah, well, they would definitely know, deserve it if they made it. I don't think anybody really expected this from Manly. Um, and really, like you know, they've got about a million dollars out of the salary cap with Stewart and Matt on the on the sidelines. They just let Nate Miles go. Um, yeah, yeah, like the, it, Trent Barrett's done a great job in getting people like Frank Winnerstein, Curtis Sirinan on cheap money that are just churning out minutes for him, and they're being carried by Tapao and Chaboy, which is it's too. Um, yeah, I think they're, um, they've, they've been the genuine surprise packet. And, and DC has finally found some form. Yeah, he's been um, going Along great. with Blake Green. So they've they're, they're found a formula to win. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the, the Sharks plays back up. I wouldn't be surprised if you know, they rest a couple here or there. They've got so many. But Gallon, yeah, Gallon seems to be uh, rejuvenated, not playing with the Blues this year. So, yeah, yeah g- really good game. Game of the round, for sure. Yeah. All right, so that's it, guys. Um, this podcast made by ACM, which is a division of Fairfax Media. If you like us, you can find us on Facebook, In The Clear NRL Podcast. We're going to be posting a heap of NRL stuff from around the ACM network um, and the Fairfax ne- Fairfax network, I should say, as well. Um, and, yeah, look, go the Blues. Go, the blues. go those Blues.